0: Hey, Rebel Razor, I'm Alan Voivod, and this is Star Wars 7x7. We're at episode number 1,701 today. Thank you so much for joining me for it. Thank you for subscribing. Thank you to all the patrons who are helping make this possible at patreon.com SW7x7. And speaking of the patrons making this possible, we did... Questions and answers from patrons on yesterday's show and there were more that we didn't get to feature and one of them in fact is a rather meaty one and so I thought we would address that as the main subject for today's episode and there is an extra one as well that we will tackle toward the end but From Fred Butler, Fred asked if there was any record, which of course there is, naturally, of other actors that tried out for the various parts of the original cast of Star Wars way back in the day, back in the 70s, trying out for the likes of Luke Han and Leia. And yes, the list of characters or the list of actors who tried out for those characters is rather remarkable. And it goes beyond just those three. There are actually a couple other ones to talk about as well. But probably the easiest and most straightforward one to talk about is the character of Luke Skywalker. So Mark Hamill tried out for it, as we all know, and got the part. But there were a couple others that have been mentioned over the years who tried out for it, including William Cat, who is best known for being the greatest American hero on that TV show that appeared on ABC, and also Charles Martin Smith, who was a cast member in American Graffiti. And it sort of raises the point that Star Wars nearly became American Graffiti in space in its way. And, you know, Harrison Ford, shockingly, was the only one of the cast members who wasn't necessarily, you know, an immediate lock for getting a part in Star Wars, even though he was in American Graffiti. So, you know, how ironic that it would work out that way. But. Charles Martin Smith did not get the part of Luke. Neither did Cindy Williams of Laverne and Shirley fame get the part of Princess Leia. She also, of course, was in American Graffiti. And other actors who went on to do pretty well for themselves, even though they did not manage to get cast as Princess Leia, include Amy Irving and Jodie Foster and Karen Allen. Of course, that would be Marion Ravenwood from the Indiana Jones movies. And Terry Nunn, whose name doesn't necessarily jump out at you, but she's actually the lead singer of Berlin. As in, take my breath away, Berlin, right? So yeah, (laughs) she also did pretty darn well for herself, all things considered. But really... Casting the role of Han Solo, that seems to have been the toughest one of all. And the laundry list of actors who were up for Han Solo is rather ridiculous. I'm going to have to read all this to you because it's not memorizable, at least not on the fly. So Kurt Russell, Nick Nolte, Sylvester Stallone, Bill Murray, Christopher Walken, Burt Reynolds, Jack Nicholson, Al Pacino, Steve Martin, Chevy Chase... Billy D. Williams, yes, he even tried out for Han Solo. And Perry King, who ultimately ended up playing Han Solo in the NPR radio drama version of Star Wars. All of those folks tried out for the role of Han Solo. Man, how different would it have been if Chevy Chase or Bill Murray had been cast as Han Solo? I mean, it's rather interesting to see multiple Saturday Night Live actors involved in the auditions for this part. So, that's it for your three main characters, but there are also three very important supporting characters, one of whom I guess you could say is kind of a main character, who also could have gone in entirely different directions. For a start, Toshira Mifune, who is a Japanese actor best known for being in Akira Kurosawa's The Hidden Fortress. Perhaps he's not best known for that, but I would say best known for Star Wars fans, potentially, because that's one of the movies that inspired the original Star Wars. He was under consideration for the role of Obi-Wan Kenobi, and it seems that he may also have been under consideration for the role of of Darth Vader as well but one thing we do know for sure is that the role of Darth Vader's voice which went to James Earl Jones had also been offered to none other than Orson Wells and so yeah another way that Darth Vader could have been much different and I guess Toshiro Mifune had initially rejected the possibility because at the time Sci-fi movies did not necessarily look really awesome. They kind of looked cheesy and campy, and he thought that it would ultimately denigrate the idea of samurais and what, you know, they are supposed to be and portray. And so that's ultimately why he didn't go along with it. But, you know, I'm sure that's perfectly fine for him too. So yeah, Obi-Wan and Darth Vader both had a couple of different options that could have affected how they appeared. And last but not least, Anthony Daniels as C-3PO. So he was going to perform it, and ultimately, George Lucas wasn't happy initially with his vocal performance and auditioned... I've seen reports that say as many as 30 different voice actors to do it, including Richard Dreyfuss. So again, there's another American Graffiti connection. But also, Mel Blanc, the man of a thousand voices who did all the Warner Brothers cartoons. Bugs Bunny and every single character you could possibly name there. Apparently, he is the one who kind of said to George Lucas, hey, you know, this Anthony Daniels guy, like, he's kind of got it down, so why don't you give it to him? And ultimately, Anthony Daniels has made history as being the, you know, one of the only characters to appear in all of the Star Wars movies, and in fact, the only actor to appear in all the Star Wars movies, since he appeared not as 3PO, but as another character in Solo, A Star Wars Story. And so that right there, hopefully, Fred answers your question for you. And I'm going to answer that last of the little question here in just a moment. First, though, I do want to remind you that if you are catching this show, wherever you're catching it, I hope you're subscribing to it so you get it delivered to you whenever ever it comes out, which is every day, of course. And because it's every day and because, hey, 1,700 episodes is quite a feat if I do say so myself, I hope you'll think it's worth putting a little something in the tip jar and get a reward in the process at patreon.com slash SW7x7. And so, The other question that I was asked comes from Bobby Gordon, another patron of the show, who asked me what my favorite item is in my Star Wars collection. And, you know, that's a really tough question. (laughs) I don't have a ton of stuff. And, you know, I'm not necessarily looking to create, you know, the biggest collection like a Rancho Obi-Wan situation or anything like that. But I think probably... If I had to be pinned down to one thing, I would manage to make it not one thing and say that it has to be the old issues of Bantha Tracks that I still have. The earliest one I have goes back to May 1981. It was issue 12 of Bantha Tracks, and it features an interview with Steven Spielberg in it. Um, That's about as cool of a thing as I think I have. Just the record of stuff like that is really awesome and these newsletters which were like about you know six pages long folded so that way they were three ways um in you know or four ways in depends on you know how big the issues were or whatever you know it's a time capsule thing that i think is you know i don't know i haven't looked on ebay to see how difficult these things are to find but I imagine stuff like this is probably more and more difficult to find. I mean, you can still find all sorts of toys and action figures, but man, when I've been to Star Wars Celebration and seen you know people selling you know all sorts of uh, Star Wars items and paraphernalia and whatnot. You know that's not necessarily something I've really come across. So I don't know. Maybe it's it's not as rare as I think it is. But it's probably one of the things that I would say I treasure most in my collection. I go all the way through issue 33 in the summer of '86. At least that's what I have in this old beat-up Return of the Jedi <laughs> school folder that has uh, biker scouts pictured on it, which you know I always thought was pretty cool. <laughs> But anyway, um, Bobby, I hope that answers your question for you. And thank you very much for asking it. And thank you to all the patrons who asked questions for the month of February. And I'll be putting out the call for the month of March questions as well. And if you want to be able to ask a question and have it answered live on the podcast and you're not yet a patron or you're a patron but not at the 501st level or above, then just check on on patreon.com slash SW7X7 and you can make it happen. And then we'll make the Q&A session happen here. And that's going to do it for today's episode of the show. Thank you so much for joining me for it as always. And may the force be with you wherever in the world you may be.